today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, uh, you've certainly heard the story of Amanda Todd, and uh, the man accused of cyberbullying Amanda Todd has been sentenced to 10 years and 8 months in a high-profile but unrelated case in the Netherlands. The sentence is a correlation to the abuse of 34 young girls, uh, 5 men. Uh, He still faces charges in the Todd case. Uh, Just a a piece of of what we've uh, heard from uh, the CBC, the Dutch man accused of bullying Port Coquitlam, B.C. teen Amanda Todd, sentenced, as I just mentioned. Uh, uh, The man, 38 years of age, was given the sentence uh, in Amsterdam on Thursday morning on charges related uh, to the abuse of uh, 34 young girls and five men. Uh, The summary of court also shows that Coban was also accused of blackmail, uh, co-perpetration of rape, attempted rape, seduction charges, as well as several other child pornography-related offenses. According to the Dutch Prosecution Office, the victims in countries such as the Netherlands, uh, Australia, Norway, the UK, and the United States, uh, he is facing five separate charges in Canada in relation to Amanda Todd, including possession of child pornography and extortion, and he is set to be extradited after the proceedings in the Netherlands, although he has filed a legal appeal, appeal to stay in his home country. To talk more about all of this, Carol Todd is with us, mother of Amanda Todd, and she is on the line now. Hello. Hello, Carol. How are you today? I am doing as best as possible today. I can just imagine what, and I and I can only imagine. Every time I see a picture of your daughter, it just breaks my heart, and um, mm-hmm. it uh, you know it, it makes me realize how courageous uh, you are in your advocacy for these causes, and and how much you've done to 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 keep this in the forefront and to and to keep pursuing the cause. How does this help you uh, with this sentencing in the Netherlands? Um, It it brings satisfaction that um, the judges in the Netherlands looked at the evidence and the testimonies and felt that he was guilty and gave him the, you know, the maximum sentence that was asked for. When I was in the Netherlands, um, I listened to the prosecution and they asked for the maximum, but they said they would certainly have asked for more if that was possible. So um, I can only be pleased by the outcome because this guilty verdict is much better than a, you know, a, a non-guilty verdict. Were you, so, were you strictly mm-hmm. a visitor and an observer of this case? You weren't involved? I wasn't involved. I was just strictly a, a visitor. I felt that for years, for a few years back, um, every time I was asked, I was adamant that I didn't need to go over there. I didn't want to go over there. And as it approached closer, I felt that there was, um, I guess, an, an inner need for me to, to go over there just to be able to see him, to to get a sense of, you know, the trial and and him as a an individual. And I was able to um, get all that from being in the Netherlands and, and sitting in the trial for three of the court dates. What was it like coming home? How were you feeling coming home? I was, uh, for the last few weeks, I've been anxious about the, the pending verdict, right? Because the defense team stated their arguments on every charge and, um, <clears throat> you know, he should be acquitted. He's not guilty of this. So, you know, you, you worry about circumstantial evidence and you know he's innocent until proven guilty so um, big knots in my stomach and and even last night 
coming into this morning and but when I was and when I woke up and and started seeing the tweets and um, getting some you know real time reports from journalists that were sitting in the courtroom and then and then came about where he was found guilty of you know the the charges and got the maximum penalty that made me really it was it was a good moment did he know you were there does he know who you are <laughs> oh i'm sure he knows who i am mm-hmm. um and and he did know i was there because i was in the courtroom on the first day that i was present at the trial and he was 15 feet away when he entered the courtroom so mm. um he knew i was there what's that like it was it was different it was um you know i actually got scared for a moment just what i would go through and and as hard as it was it was very satisfying to be able to see him to have him know that i was there and i was there standing up for all those other victims and their families and my daughter and i i wanted to show him that i was not afraid to face him Hmm. to like, I didn't get to see him eyeball to eyeball, but um, I wanted him to know that our presence was there, and I'm sure it was felt there, right? Because the other victims were all were all minors, and um, privacy is was a factor, so they, they weren't um, just like our court system here in Canada, right? No mm-hmm. minors are, are named. Yeah. Um, and so, because Amanda's not with us anymore. We're able to talk about Amanda. We're able to say her name and we're able to share what we know. And she left it all out for us Mm -hmm. in that video, right? So that was her own, it was, although it wasn't Amanda's case, that was her, her testimony. And, and so it, it made me feel good that even though my daughter's not here, she is still standing up for herself every time someone watches that video. That is so true. Um, did you want to lash out? Did you want to say something? To him? Yeah. Um, someone asked me that a while ago, if I, if I was, how much anger did I have? Yeah. And, and it's not so much anger, it's more pity and sadness. I, I really feel sad that he is that kind of person that feels, takes pleasure into making other people's lives traumatic. And, and uh, he's made them... He's traumatized them. He's victimized them, and it's all for his his guilty pleasure. And that's really sad. That there are people in the world that behave this way and and want to do that. And um, not only were there adults involved that he victimized. I mean, these are young children, mm-hmm. innocent children, vulnerable children, right? Who got scared? Who didn't know what they they could do? And even last night on my on my social media, there was still someone had posted. Um, something about, you know, the trial coming up this morning and the verdict. And, and someone wrote, well, she, she, you know, she lifted her top and she showed herself. She, take, she has to take blame for that. And, and so I was reading it going, wow, there's people really still thinking that way. Yeah. And we've all made mistakes in the world. And if every single person sat down and thought of something that they did um, that, that, was wrong, but they, one, never told anybody, or two, they regret, we've all done it. So we can't keep persecuting. We need to move forward and, mm. and educate. 
Any did, did you get any insight into why he does this? I mean, I guess we don't have to explain that, be you know, but 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 you know, uh, why? Well, you can only talk, you know, in a in a psychological perspective. Yeah. And they did bring up some of his history and his past, his family situations, and everyone's got a story, right? There's yeah. there's people who who unfortunately sexually abused children and we hear of stories where they were victims themselves when they were younger or you know something's happened and they don't have relationships they don't understand you know that compassion part of the world um when you think of how we're all born we're all born kind of neutral mm-hmm. and and then things happen in our lives that create our personalities and so it's unfortunate i don't know the you know the specific reasons of of why he's doing that and he won't definitely will never share it with us but something obviously has has gone um sideways that Uh, makes him be this kind of person obviously the whole reason for this case in the netherlands 34 young girls five men um there were obviously others other than uh your daughter amanda involved in this does that how does that help that she wasn't the she wasn't the only one does that help at all? I think that if Amanda had realized that she was not the only one, she might still be here in this world. Yeah. Um, because you, you feel like in her video, and, and even, you know, you talk to other victims that have gone through similar things, and they feel like they've been abandoned. They're the only one in the world that, in, in, in their world, that has ever felt this way. But um, there are definitely others, and if... if she didn't feel if she had felt she realized that she if we had known mm-hmm. that she wasn't the only one it it would have given her some sense that you know he just didn't target her and and there were others feeling this way it would have it would have empowered her just the same way that you know this this whole situation has empowered me to make sure that we continue to use our voices to um keep our families and our kids safer you were talking about how uh, the 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 accused here, the guilty, uh, uh, knew that you were in the courtroom. What about the families of these other victims? Did you talk to them at all? Did they did they know you were there? No, I didn't talk to them at all. Um, I did get a sense that um, through other sources that these these young people are still traumatized over yeah. the whole thing and and you think about and I thought about it too if Amanda was alive would we have gone as far as the trial mm. because I know I know of you know a, a, another victim that decided not to pursue um the trial only because she needed to move on move forward with with her life and it would be too traumatic so um you know different different reasons for different things and um this this whole thing has definitely, um, seeing him has made me stronger um, in that we need to, um, I don't know if fight's the right word, but um, band, like get moved together to, to change how um, people behave in this world because, or we need to strengthen those that are vulnerable also. Right, and not give the empowerment to those who victimize others, because um, we need to do something to create that that tone 
it'll take forever. <laughs> hmm. Can you knows. see the changing tides, though, Carol? Can you see things changing? I do see changing tides because, you know, four and a half, five years ago, we weren't talking about this as much. It's just like mental health, right? We weren't we weren't having that discussion. We weren't seeing commercials and ads on on TV or YouTube or or wherever telling kids to be safer online. Don't share pictures. Watch who you talk to. Um, and, and it's not only kids. It's kids. It's it's young adults. It's older adults. It's seniors, right? Online safety and and cyberbullying, bullying, predators, sexting. We're all talking about it more and more. And, and law enforcement is you know, learning and becoming more involved and looking at the files more deeply. And there's, I think there's, there's also better awareness and, and, and better resources now than there were six years ago, seven years ago when Amanda's image first came out. And so that's, that's all we can, we can hope for now is that we keep progressing and um, not fall back on, you know, that kids can be kids or, you know, and, and victim blaming that person shouldn't have done that. And, and that's so wrong because it doesn't, that doesn't help. What are the chances of this person uh, coming here and answering the charges uh, with regard to Amanda? Do you, do you hold your breath there? Do you, is that, do you think that will happen or do you think that he will not be extra extradited? Well, it's already gone through two levels, right? The, the Department of Justice has signed off from Canada a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Last June, the lower courts in the Netherlands signed off on it, and now we're just waiting for the Supreme Court of the Netherlands to um, make their decisions, and that's coming, I, I believe, April 4th. Um, and so after that, we'll find out what happens, but I also understand that his defense team may, may apply for an appeal, for today's court decision, mm-hmm. um, but I have also, you know, found out that either way, there will be a trial against Aiden Coban versus Amanda Todd somewhere in this world. Um, is it still important for that to happen? Is it still is that still a chapter that needs to be closed, or the fact that you were there and saw him in the Netherlands is that enough? No, there needs to be. Aiden Coban versus Amanda Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> we waited this long, and and, and it, not only excuse me, <coughs> not only for me, but Amanda's video has been viewed 50 million times around the world. And there's mm-hmm. there's young people, there's older people. It's caused lots of conversation, and lots of people have attached themselves to um, either <laughs> Amanda's memory or her story, and so it's not only another circle of satisfaction for myself as Amanda's mom, but also there's lots of people out there in the world who are waiting for um, this, an ending for this part of of the path, right? So um, I'm hoping that not only for myself, but for others, that we can, this will happen. And you know what, it will happen somewhere, because if he's not coming to Canada, uh, I guess I'm going back to the Netherlands. Um, d- does this come to an end, Carol, or will your advocacy continue as long as you're on the planet? The advocacy will continue on the planet as long as people continue to want to um, 
listen to myself, Amanda's story. There are lots of people in this world that continue to, to talk about online safety and behaviors and, and everything, right? And, and they are professionals and they are people that have experience doing this also. Um, so it's always been a, a wait and see. I thought that after the first year, Amanda would be forgotten and we would just, you know, go on with our lives. But it seems like every year um, her story takes hold in a different way and and continues to, to go. And Amanda created that video on her own. Um, and it's timeless because someone just asked me last week, so how old would she be now? And mm. Amanda would be 20. And she made that video when she was 15, but you would never know that um, there was nothing in it that would say it was time-stamped, you know, 2012. Yeah. Um, and the way she did it, and she told her story. So that that video is now being used in in school divisions across the world for educational reasons. Does so, it make you feel like she'll live forever? I think she will live. Forever. It, it, it almost as if she is Carol. It it it's it's created her legacy. Yeah. And so you know when we call we call the the what what we've created. And we call it Amanda's legacy. It is truly a legacy. Um, and, and she was brave enough to to put herself out there making a video like that. And it's up to us to keep it going because she wanted it out there for a reason. And that was to tell people to stand up and be strong, right? And be stronger. And so we owe it to her to do this because she has created this worldwide effect to um, help to make sure others are safe, people her age don't don't fall into that that trap of you know being bullied and not, not telling anybody and and being victimized. And she just wanted she just wanted the world to be peaceful. What about you, Carol? How do you do this every day? When I well, I package it up, I have a great therapist. Um, I have a supportive network of people, and that's something that I tell you know everyone out there is create that support network because um, by telling and talking and and, and listening, um, it, it definitely helps. Um, when I when I need some time, I I put everything away and um, I I stop. I don't travel. I I just stay home and sort of watch Netflix to get myself into a. Uh, hmm. a different mode and um it's learning how to i guess it's learning how to facilitate and, and just decompress in a different way right i try not to um i mean not a day goes by where i don't think about amanda um and i think of her multiple times a day um but but there's times when i have to realize also that um we're doing this for a reason and it's a good reason Carol Todd has been with us, uh, mother of Amanda Todd and the man accused of cyberbullying, uh, Amanda, and 
others, 34 young girls, five men in the Netherlands, has been sentenced to 10 years and eight months on those unrelated trials. And, of course, uh, Carol hoping one day to have the same justice for Amanda. Carol, again, uh, we've talked several times, but thank you once again for sharing your story. You never cease to amaze me of the cur- of the courage that you uh, uphold and uh, the spirit you have for Amanda's memory and advocating for others uh, on her behalf. Carol, uh, good luck. Congratulations Thank again. You. All right. Take care. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.